Hey Jammers, welcome back. In this episode, we dive into an artist sound check. And this is a little different than the mixtape you all got last time. An artist sound check is an episode where we focus on a specific artist or a specific album. And I have had the absolute honor of sitting down with my good friend and fellow lover of music, Zach Haney. And we discuss his latest album, The Sun Is In My Eyes. This album took me on a ride that I was not even prepared for. And guess what, guys? I couldn't be more happy that I took. Since these are Zach Haney originals, there's no need to go over to a playlist. The tunes we talk about are embedded right here in this episode. The entire album is available on Spotify and the YouTubes, if you all are digging what you're hearing. So chill out, drop in, drop out, whatever, and we're going to get started and push play on this episode. So have a good time, guys, and we'll catch you all on the flip side. just about music what is up my friend hey brother super excited to be talking to you today and kind of getting into your album the sun is in my eyes oh yeah man pleasure is all mine so tell me a little bit about the sun is in my eyes this was something where i didn't really have to uh, collaborate with anybody and that you know that's kind of a double-edged sword you 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 enjoy it um, to a certain extent because you don't have to deal with anybody but when you get stuck you're 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 fucking stuck, yeah, you're stuck um, so probably back in like 2013 I started to say all right I have a I have a desire to kind of put something together that's a little bit more cohesive this time. I came up with the first song and it was like, is this, is this kind of the, the beginning of this? And it's like, oh no, this is just, it's just the tune that I'm doing. And then I put another one together. And it was just like, no, these sort of belong together. Mm -hmm. And then once I kind of had two or three tunes that was like, all of these are coherent. They all, they all sort of lend to one another. It was like, that's, all right, we're, we're on the right path here. So in 2017, I started to say, all right, let's, let's take all the ideas and we're going to, we're going to start to get them down on tape. So I recorded them and I soon found out that I had probably about 10 or 12 pretty decent tunes. I sort of shaved a bunch off the top that I didn't really think fit with the narrative of what I was trying to go for. And then I, while I was in the studio, I wrote a handful that were just for this. So it's like, I, I started to record it and it started to come together beautifully. I think I had everything in hand as far as all the materials, probably about two years ago. And then I, I started constructing the album Midway through that, I I started to get a lot of inspiration from um, film scores, and I thought, how would this sound if I 
I always thought that even if you even if you had an absolutely monumental talent of a guitarist, like a like the virtuistic types, like a like a Steve Vai, or on the acoustic side of things, where I drew a lot of um, inspiration, like a Tommy Emmanuel uh, or Jeff Beck. It's like you you love those artists, but I thought that even even as great as they are your ear starts to burn out about halfway through if there's no if there's no new sonic information yeah to to draw from so what i did was it's like okay i have all these acoustic songs it's like it can't just be 11 songs of acoustic guitar that doesn't i i think that even if it's really extremely well done you're after a couple of tunes are you really critically listening and it's like i felt like i wasn't um so i tried to take you know handful of acoustic songs something that's a little bit more orchestrated something that's a duet something that has a little bit of piano to it something that has some synth so your ears kind of have that auditory sherbert if you will yeah. where it's just like it's a palate cleanser when you get to a third or a fourth song where it's just like, Definitely. okay, here's the reset. So then when you go back to um, just a solo acoustic song, it's like, okay, now I can appreciate this again. So that's a little bit of a history behind it. So what, so I heard you say, you know, I had my first song. What was your first song? What was the first song you wrote on the album or pulled? Imprint. This is going to be imprint. Imprint. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, that was um, when I was dating Laura before we even moved down, <laughs> oddly enough, I started writing it. My, um, my cousin uh, asked if I could watch his, um, his dog because she had hip surgery and she had a cone on her face. No, no. And so I went over to his house while he was working and I'm like, well, what do I do? Other than it's like, oh, she's just going to sleep. Just make sure if she gets up, like, she doesn't take a spill or if she needs to go out, like you can take her out. It's like, all right, well, I'll just bring my guitar and dog just sat there. And I wrote, I wrote probably about uh, half of the tune while nice. I was just sitting there, just like watching this dog. And that was before we moved down to South Carolina in, um, so that was 2012. And then we moved down at the tail end of the year. So that was the first one that I wrote, but, it took me forever and that I wrote the first half pretty quickly. And then to actually arrange the second half took me uh, almost about a year and a half. And uh, I, I love the tune. It was like, this is, this can be a soundtrack song. And then I started to take all of these strings and put them in. And it was, it was easily the most labor intensive song that I've ever worked on in my life. Really? With the exception of one other one that I did with antibiosis. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's, that's, that's intense. And, and th that is one of the fully orchestrated songs too, right? It is. Um, I did, um, I did it with a, a viola, a cello and a string bass. Wow. And I performed all of those. Um, and as I was performing them they kind of sounded flat on a keyboard because mm -hmm. i don't you know i don't have those instruments at the ready um so i got an expression pedal which allows you to sort of push it a little bit harder and then mm -hmm. put your foot off of the gas 
And it was just like, as I was able to do that, it was like, this feels a lot more authentic instead of it just being, you know, orchestrated on a keyboard. That's what it's all about, man. And I was imprint. I I wrote some things down because it follows um, pure imagination on the, on the album. Right. Yes. And what I might add is you do two covers on the album. You know, I, I love covers. I love covers inside and out because you have a connection to a song, you love a song, you hear a song, it's your song, and then somebody covers it. And if you have respect for the artist and you like the artist, it's like a re- it's like a reinvigoration. And when I heard both Pure Imagination and Enyerberg Can Sing, they were reimagined, my man. They were completely new. You say Imprint was your first, and then Pure Imagination, some of the sound from Pure Imagination blends so perfectly to Imprint. That uh, That's extremely intentional where it's like, they both live in the same key. They, um, as far as what they do sonically, they don't challenge the, you know, it doesn't challenge your ear to the point where it's just like, these don't, these don't match very right. well. Right. Um, it was, you know, it was pretty intentional to put them back to back. So I'm, I'm glad that that was not lost on you. That's no. awesome. I will tell you the first listen through, I had to get up a few times to see if the song had changed just because I was so into it and I was feeling it and I was digging it. And there was like a lull and then it came back in and I'm like, was that a song change? And I go up and look and I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. It was definitely refreshing to listen to all the way through. Cool, man. And you know, you and I have had this conversation before and you know, my feelings about vinyl and, and what that all stands for and what that means to me. And, and really that's the record mentality. Like you don't, you don't, you're not, you're not out there putting out a, you know, Oh, I'm going to drop this new single. No, you're out there putting an album together. You know what I mean? You're, you're sure. creating something. You're not only creating individual tracks to pull this whole album together. The, the amount of thought that went into this, I mean, if I heard you right, 2012 roughly was imprint. Yes. So this yes, is eight years, exactly. is it roughly eight years in the making? I mean, I'm the whole it album. Is, but in, in reality, if I were to say, if I were to kind of put together what it took me to write it, mm-hmm. um, it's probably a little bit closer to three years that it took me to kind of construct it. And then as far as recording it, you know, really putting it together and then crowdsourcing the, um, the mixing and the mastering stuff. That was, um, that was about a year and a half. It was tough because I just didn't have the, I didn't have the right. I just, this is any, anybody that's in a, in a bedroom studio knows that there are, there are a lot of issues and it's like, if you are recording um, rock stuff or blues or hip hop or metal stuff, you're plugging directly in um, for a lot of that, you know, unless you're doing vocals. Um, But this was all, it was all done with an extremely sensitive microphone. And I actually got to the point where when I was going to record, I was doing it in the winter I would turn the heat up to 74. I'd get it kind of like hot in the house. Mm-hmm. And then I would cut off the heat completely, so you didn't hear shut it? all the windows wow. and then just pray that, you know, and I put my <laughs> dog, I put my dog either like on the porch or on the other side of the house behind doors, because it's like yeah. that, that mic could like pick up my heartbeat. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Well, it did, pick up, it did pick up your heartbeat, by the way. So anyway, <laughs> uh, keep on going. Ah, <laughs> zig. 
Zing. I um I, I actually um there was a point where I went out and I threw a stick into trees that were outside of the window because the birds were coming through <laughs> on the mic. Oh, like no. I could I could hear it oh, bleeding man. through on the track. Oh, that's yeah. awful. Well, yeah, this, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick up any. Uh, you know what do they call them? Artifacts in the uh, in the the music. To oh, that. <laughs> I I went through it. I went through it with such a fine tooth comb, and it was one of those things where my uh, the guy who mixed the record. He's you know the guy's just a wizard. He's he's fucking amazing, and uh, he <laughs> he said to me like as we were going through it. Like he'd be like, okay, give me the notes. And I'd be like, okay, I hear a little artifact here. I hear something that's going on here. Can we take a little bit of the low end out of here? And he's just like, man, your ear is like really good. And then it kind of got to the point where it's just like, cool, man. Sure. Glad to do anything for you. Like he kind of soon realized that I was, um, I was just super anal about all this stuff. And the, the end product I know that he's proud of it. And in the end, it, I was very, very happy with, with everything, but yeah, recording in recording in a bedroom and yeah. especially with a really super sensitive mic. If you live in the city, I don't, I don't know how you fucking do it. <laughs> it's straight. It's straight impossible. It's you just, right. you just have to be okay with that being part of the sound. Yeah. And I mean, now more than ever, I live in a house that's almost a hundred years old and I have a, the six-year-old and I have a cat on my lap. I mean, my mic isn't probably the most sensitive, but I hear creaks. I my heat, my heat kicks on. I got sound. You know, I think that adds to the realness of this kind of back and forth. But not when you're not when you're trying to make a song that is especially if it's quiet. If it's yeah. naked and there's yeah. just a track, That's it's it. just it's yep. one mic. Yeah, <laughs> one mic. Nah, it's all day. <laughs> Fiend drops his Heineken. Fiend drops his Heineken. So, my good sir, I would love to do a listen through on House in Wales. Let's push play and give it a listen, and then we'll come back and uh, give a little discussion.
So I just want to go through real quick why I chose that as one of the songs I wanted to talk about a little bit. I'm, I'm a sucker for this. If you pull me in with the first song and you're going to hit me and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to like it, that's almost more times than not, it's the first track, you know, because that says so much about where you're going, what you're going to be doing, if, if you care about that. And I know listening to this album, you do care about that. I'm taken to a place when I listen to it, you know, and in the name of the song house in Wales and I see hills and a house and I, I'm running down the hill at some point and you just, there's little, the trees are alive. I mean, I don't know if this is what you were going for, but this is where I take. So like listening to that, that song, just, it puts me in a place and I would love to hear your take on it and you know what you were thinking and kind of what your, your, uh, where you were trying to go with it. Yeah. The, um, the thing that was kind of um, that was refreshing about this is there were a lot of intricacies that I was I was focusing on when I was creating the order of the album. I went with this one because I I, I remember putting it on yeah I, like Instagram or um, Facebook or something like that, and I remember you know actually saying it's like. Hey, I'm creating the album. Like all you guys crowdsource this stuff. Like, what do you want to hear? Do you, you want something that's kind of like, like, Hey, welcome. Like, come on, right. let's enjoy yep. an album. We're kind of like, like buckle up. We're fucking we're, going. We're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, overwhelmingly it was, you know, a lot of people were kind of like, Oh man, like, you know, set the stage, you know, kind of let me settle in a little bit. And I can appreciate that. Um, and I sort of felt that it was the more appropriate one to go with. And as far as the imagery that you're imagining, uh, it was sort of a double entendre in the way that it was this, it was a house in North Wales um, <laughs> that I was living in prior to, um, prior to, to leaving. And um, it's it, hilarious. Yeah. 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 Well, so enough, so it, go a little, go a little more into that. Cause so North Wales, Pennsylvania, right? That's where you were living. I was living in a 55 and older community, um, <laughs> the Chamonix Falls. And um, I, it was my, it was my grandmother's house before we sold it. Um, so I, I was living there and I wrote, I wrote an incredible amount of material there, but that was one that, that was like that came like right after imprint like those two were wow. you know wow. sort of the getting in at the ground floor and overwhelmingly this is the one that um i've i've actually received the best response to wow. um and it's it's not that i'm it's not that i'm surprised i obviously have my favorites and the ones that i really gravitate sure. towards um, i'm glad that you dug on this one because it's a it's like every time i think of it it's I look at it as a very positive overview of a time in my life that was a little bit more tumultuous than the one that I'm going through right now. And I, I'm just glad that I'm glad that it did. And, you know, I, I just want to keep on going, man. So I guess you have the next pick. I'd like to do Woodhaven. Woodhaven. Um, and it's, yeah. in it's entirety. Perfect. All right, I'm going to push play on Woodhaven right now. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, dude. I want. I guess I want to first ask, like, well, why'd you pick that song? I feel like it kind of showcases everything that the album has. Um, it it starts with a minute and a half, or almost close to two minutes of solo acoustic guitar. It has the orchestration. It has the film score esque type of feel um, through the main theme of it, where it just kind of slows down, and it's the the single hits with the piano and the strings. And I just felt like this is kind of the most reflective of what I was what I was trying to communicate. Um, with with everything that I did with this with this album, I, th- I think this one kind of encompasses all the pieces. I, I was just absolutely thrilled yeah. with the way that it um, the way that it translated because it's like you have something in your head and you put something together and it doesn't necessarily come through the way that you wanted to and it's just like yeah. no 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 it's, I was thinking of it this way and it's like no imagine imagine if it was this but you know, set to, you know, the scene where Tom Hanks is yelling at the volleyball in the middle of Castaway. It's just like, no, it's like, no, it's like, that is, it's, it's Tom Hanks yelling yeah. at the fucking volleyball, man. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I wanted. And I'm just happy with it. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it elicits feelings. And, you know, I, I when, when I first was listening through, I took notes on each of the tracks and just kind of, one of the main ones for that was what happened? I, I debated on kind of going through all these tracks and sort of explaining the inspiration behind them. But like sort of as I, as I go through this and I sort of talk it out with somebody else, it's like, maybe not, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit better to just, you know, kind of be what it is and let people enjoy it for what they enjoy it for. And, Mm -hmm. uh, let them interpret it the way that they will so it connects with them in a way that's meaningful to them it's just like you know nobody you know there are, there are no words to any of this stuff no. but each song a familiar accent i wrote that for um a good friend who passed uh the closing track happiness is i wrote that for my grandmother um after she went and it's just like all these all these things had the gulf um the Gulf is a song that I wrote for Lara on our wedding day. It, you know, so there's like all these, there's all these like important pieces and it's, yeah, but do you really want to kind of get into the weeds with, you know, explaining what each one is or do you just want to let listeners experience it for what it means to them? So well, it's kind of tough. Yeah, no, I think, I think we're in a good place then because that's what we're doing, right? Like the music's out now. You didn't give that forefront right. to anybody and they're, they're able to enjoy it and listen to it. But, you know, being an artist, as you know, is so much more than you're not, you're not a musical artist. You're not a lyric artist. You're an artist, right? You're an artist through and through. So you're, you're putting feeling and emotion in this song that people can feel. And, and I, I don't think I, it's, it's just I'm a special breed that can pick up on it. The piano in the beginning that's so happy and upbeat is whimsical and, and like childlike. And it has that feel to it. And then it kind of goes to a different place. And then it, it resolves itself in that, you know, this is where we're going. This is, it's, it's happy again, but it's a different type of happiness. So like, I don't know, man, I, I, I get what you're saying. You don't want to, you don't want to put out an album and say, all right, these are the reasons I wrote all these songs and listen to them. And right. if you feel this way, then you're not getting the album or whatever. But dude, the 
biggest inspirations we have are from our times when we're either at a high high or a low low so it, it's yeah. it's where it comes from man that's where the music comes from so yeah i i think you know when you were talking a little bit about it showcases everything i almost hear that song as like having movements in such a way you know what i'm talking yes. about like yes it, it, because the, the guitar is the underlying it's there, right? That's what this album is. This album is the guitar, but you bring in these pieces and they trail off and they come back and the guitar stays and then the guitar goes. And I think it ends with just that, the piano trailing off and it just, it, yeah. Excellent tune. Excellent tune. Excellent, cool, excellent composition and everything put together. You know, it, it shines through. So you mind if I pick the next and I go with, yeah. uh, which something I just learned. I didn't know. I, I thought of the Gulf because I've heard you tell stories about the Gulf before and being down there and doing stuff. And I, I thought it had something to do with uh, where you were right now, but, um, or where you, you know, with Laura and your, your wife, but um, hearing you say that, I'm like, okay, but that was actually my next pick. Um, and I have, I'm going to pick it up. Hopefully I don't mess this up because I want to pick a snippet of it where I think it starts doesn't go in a different direction but it just it changes and that's where it like really takes off for me so i'm gonna try to cue it up here and i'm gonna push play listening to it i feel like it wasn't enough i feel like i needed more of that i need the whole the build up you know i picked that part because you know now 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 that you've told me where it came from i feel like that's the moment and we're talking about how your music kind of has lyrics without having lyrics right that's like the part you're singing it you're like at the, the mountaintop right is that where it's coming yeah, out yeah is that it yeah, is that is that, that the moment yeah and it's uh, <laughs> you know it's funny because um 
it's one of those things where when I, um, I was writing that almost up until the day that I performed it at the really? wedding and she had no idea. And wow. I just kind of just grabbed my guitar halfway through and stopped everything and played for her. And it just, um, it could not be a more demanding piece at the end. Like all the <laughs> intricacies, like it was just, it's just a, a poor selection. It, like it's a great tune right. it's just a poor selection to try to play live like while you're not super familiar with yeah. it and i've listened to somebody somebody taped it and it's one of those things where it's just like everybody's just like that was so beautiful it's like ah, oh, i fucked up there, fucked up there, <laughs> fucked up there. like that was pretty right. cool but yeah. fuck you i'm out like yeah. it it was um yeah it i'm i'm very very happy with how that came out because you know, two years later when I'm going in the studio and recording, it was just like, yeah, that's what I meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, funny. It, it, it wasn't until I actually heard it and it was like edited and mixed and had a little bit of reverb right, to it. Right. It's like, yeah, that's what I meant. That's it's like, <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I just picture myself out there just like plucking away, like out of tune, like on a beach, like with the with the waves crash it's like i can't really hear what he's doing like it sounds okay it like sounds good <laughs> no man you're your worst enemy right your own worst enemy your worst critic. oh yeah I'm sure it was fine i mean tears yeah. were in the eyes so that's that's the uh you know she that's she cool. was happy and yeah. you know what that's that's why i wrote it and uh it it it's one of those things where it's like it starts out really slow and it's just like, and then it just kind of goes and it's more and it's more and it's more. And it's like by the, and it's, it's kind of a nice piece to play, you know, try, you know, explaining this to somebody who doesn't play the instrument. It's nice because you're, you're, Stretching. you're going through the motions and you're building and you're building and you're building. Um, and then you get to the end and it's, you know, the most intricate that it's going sure. to be. And then it, you know, and then it, it comes back down. Um <laughs> that's that's kind of nice because it's like if you had to start with that fuck. <laughs> like it's more, yeah more. like if you had to start with like the worst part of that song as far right. as the intricacies of it that'd be a tough sell like it's not yeah. good <laughs> okay well i you know you tell me that story reminds me just a little bit and i'll share with you it has nothing to do with playing music but playing the old voice box i uh for my wedding i thought it'd be a bright idea to have you know you you start it six o'clock you go to 10 o'clock and at, you know 9 58 i'm telling the dj to put on um nothing's going to stop us now by uh jefferson starship oh, we... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh no yeah not not, not yeah, no no yeah Je nothing's going to stop us now by uh jefferson starship and and hands me the mic and i just i just start singing it and it was you want to say you don't think you were up to snuff with playing at the time? Oh my! I've listened back. I've heard it. I have a video of it. And I'm oh like, no! Oh man! You know, I think the word of 2020 that's coming out right now is cringe, and I'm like, this whole wedding was cringe. But <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. I practiced that. Heather hates the song, and I just thought it was such like a cheesy <laughs> 80s. Nothing's gonna stop us now. You know, I did the girl part, the boy part. One mic, I threw it back and forth when I would do the different. It was, it was. That's for you. It was silly, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think you're a little hard on yourself if you played even just an iota of what we just heard there. Um, yeah, it was, it was well worth it for, for 
or lower? Yeah. I guess if I'm up, I want to do uh, Through the Noise. So before before you say anything about it, I just have to say that when I heard this song, now you're going to have to go and tell me a little bit more about it, but I know when you were in Through the Noise, that like I I had heard this song before. When I heard it, I was like, this this is familiar to me. Why is this familiar? Not realizing the name of the song was Through the Noise. So is Mm -hmm. is is that pieces of Through the Noise song or is that the, is that, is that a song through the noise and you just no? that's a song called through the noise from yeah. which we uh from which we gathered the band name gotcha. so we we didn't know what we were going to be called and that happened to be the the impetus that's um, awesome. but yeah it was a um that tune i wrote on an acoustic guitar and i wrote it a lot lower than that it was down tuned and kind of had this it was it was a lot chunkier and a lot heavier um and it ended up being played you know obviously distorted and it was a full rock band and had lyrics and all this stuff and um i just i revisited it and i put a capo on my guitar and was just like like this kind of sounds dope like higher definitely so i i did it and it was like it's just so warm like Mm -hmm. It just, it's like, just all of it just sounds so um, inviting, like this, just this warm feeling. It's like, ah, man, this is the way this is supposed to be played. And 
and then I wrote the bass. At the time when we did the tune, I wasn't the bass player. And I went back and was just like, no, this is the way that the bass is supposed to be. And I played it. It was like this. No, this is the way that it's, this was the way that it was meant to be composed. And when I, when I looked at that tune, I, uh, I just felt like this is, this is going to kind of stick out a little bit on the album because there's, there's nothing that, there's nothing that sounds like that. Everything else is a lot more subdued. And even if it, even if it's a little bit more challenging, um, as far as the, uh, the composition is concerned or mm -hmm. the attack, like the pick attack or, you know, heavy handed. It's like, nothing is going to be like this. No. And um, it, but it, it, it fits nicely. Like the, the beginning half of the tune is it's a, a little bit more aggressive than everything else. But once it lays down in the middle of it, it's like, man, this just, this fits in beautifully. Perfect. And um, I, I almost have half a mind to go back on on an additional, you know, uh, you know, something that's an afterthought, and do it on a classical guitar. Hmm. Um, I I think it would translate really well on a classical guitar. Just this, like that middle part where it like right. kind of picks up. It's just all this finger picking stuff. It's like, yeah, man, that that would that would go well. And I think this is another um another portion that kind of indicates you know much like woodhaven does where it encompasses a bunch of different elements of the of the album this one's like the uh the relationship in between uh, the acoustic guitar and the you know sort of the bass it's like instead of the bass sort of being the accompaniment it's like no it's they they are on equal footing and it's sort of a, almost like a competition for space yeah. um, without it being wankish where it's right. like, okay, like, it's like, oh, like do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Then, then you, now you do this. Right. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think that that belongs and it's nice because it's a piece that it, it's like, I, I, I used to play that week you know, every weekend when we were gigging and now it's right. just nice to have a representation that sounds so nice and oh. just really, really translates well. One thing I pulled up, you know, because I knew we were going to be talking today and I knew this was going to be a song you were going to be looking at. I have my, my old Ticketmaster Trocadero um, <laughs> RIP through the noise. Uh, dude, this so is, good. this is, this is really big for me and I'll tell you why for a few reasons. So this was Saturday, February 7th, 2009. Um, Mantis Enterprise presents Through the Nor Noise Star Scream at the Trocadero Theater in uh, Philly. Um, I remember the day clearly because so this might have been very early in our friendship when I witnessed you play at the Troc. So to know you as an individual, you were like a rock star in my eyes because of that at that moment, because I, you're playing at the truck. The truck was the first venue I ever saw a concert in when I was uh, 12 years old. Like I saw KMFDM and nine volt or some band like that. No shit. <laughs> and so it was the first place I ever went to a live show 
you're this guy of a brother of a, a friend I have and, and, and you're playing up there. I'm like, this guy, what? And the music that was played, I mean, I had a bump, I had a through the noise bumper sticker on my car. Cause I was like, this music's awesome. <laughs> and I just felt so connected to it. So to see it on this album hear that song again, and that, 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 how it kind of opens with the, and it just, it's there. And I was like, wait, I know this song. And yeah, it was just super cool, man. And I think anyone who, um, picks this up that has either heard previous things that you've played or anything through, through, through the noise or any other bands. It's just, it's just cool to see the transition, right? Like it's, it's the same song, right? I mean, in some way it's a song, but you, you've added so much to it. You can feel the, the time pass. And like you said, with your idols, how they, you know, they've shifted and changed. It's just, it was super cool. Oh yeah. Super cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was an awesome that was an awesome night. I will never forget that night. It was a great yeah. night. And the truck is gone now. The truck yeah, is gone the, now. The, the the truck is gone. I'm glad to say that I played there. I played CBGBs as well. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah, That's man. Cool. Played on a played on a Monday night at like eleven <laughs> o'clock for like four people. <laughs> and, right, you did. And the sound man. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was it was interesting, but um, I would love to have been on the other side of that to you know to hear the sound, yeah. um, because both of those places were you know awesome. With the sound. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was cool, man. I I I I'm I'm glad that you were a part of that, and the fact that you have that stub is awesome because I keep all yeah. my stubs, and I know I have that one definitely yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's what I always do, man. And people, I I the concerts now it's like they charge you more money for them but people are like i don't give a stub me either man i like sometimes i feel like swag i get there and i'm like i want to buy something but then you see the cost of these sweatshirts yeah the sweatshirt that will shrink if you ever touch it in water and it costs 90 dollars. i'm like i mean I, i i shell it out for bands that i really care about and really want but i always get my ticket stubs because i I have, I've seen people that have ticket stuff from the sixties and seventies. Like that's, that's history, you know? So I want to leave us off. Like what's, what, what's next for you? What do you want to do? What's, what's, what's going, what's happening? What I will do is in 2022, I'm going to release an album. It's going to be a lot of prog stuff. It's probably going to be mostly instrumental, but the one that's beyond that is, um, is going to be, a lot of soundtrack driven stuff incorporated into metal stuff. And I think that um, like native construct has done that and periphery has done that. And Devin Townsend has kind of done a little bit of that, but it's like, I'm talking like, like you are, you are watching a horror film and you are listening to the soundtrack and then it's a metal song. And then it's, and then all of a sudden it is, the you know you're in the middle of this vast soundtrack of you know like a castaway it's like right. <laughs> again uh-huh. it's 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 tom hanks yelling at a yeah. fucking at a volleyball it's like it's that and then all of a sudden it goes into like mashuga it's like right so it's like um i'm like that's that's what's on the that's what's nice. on the horizon so I'm, nice. I'm sort of like just i'm sort of trying to take all of the thoughts that I've done over the years, right. extract the, extract the good, disregard the bad. True. But then on top of that, um, take all of this, all of this new 
energy that I have and take soundtrack material and interject it into metal stuff, which is not a new concept, but the way that I'm thinking about doing it will at least be a little bit of a unique take. Yeah. That's, that's what I got on the horizon. That sounds dude. Yeah. I mean, you're tickling all my fancies over here. I I dig on soundtracks. I dig on classical. I dig on metal, obviously all those bands you pulled out the prog stuff. That's great. That's good stuff, man. And you know, if, anything you've done in the past and this album is anything you're going to is 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 a, a resemblance of anything you're going to do in the future man it's going to be it's going to be stellar stuff stellar oh stuff. yeah man well that's awesome dude and i mean i mean from the bottom of my heart i i appreciate you your time and talking to me and like i said everything you've done for this album for the music that you put out there um it's great stuff i love it i know other people are going to love it and other people do love it I would love to know where people can get their hands on this. How can they listen to this? The sun is in my eyes right now. You can, you can throw a stone in any direction and you'll find it, man. It's, okay. It exists literally everywhere. Once again, I, I just want to thank you for taking the time and talking through all this and sharing with us everything you've shared and sharing uh, your music with the world. I appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate you, my man. All right, brother. Well, uh, listen, I'll, I'll catch you in a couple weeks. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks again, bro. You got it, dude. Take care of yourself. So there it is, everyone. The Zach Haney artist sound check episode two of the Jamcast. I also wanted to share with you all that Zach is the creator and composer of the Jamcast theme song. So if you're all digging that, send out some props to my guy, Zach Haney. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow for all the latest and greatest Jamcast episodes. And we will be back here in two weeks with a fresh new mixtape that you're going to want to check out. Also, follow me on Spotify and YouTube to make sure you have the music available when you're ready to push play. All right, jammers, until next time, jam on. Jam on.